TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Beer Show with Chris Reavers and Mike Fratelloni. Why not? Let's do this. It's the Beer Show here on Score North on 1500. And, of course, you can find us online at scorenorth.com. Also available on the all-new Score North mobile app for both your Apple and Android devices. We are live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios, and I will do my best to not be distracted by the boys' high school hockey tournament. My name is Chris Reavers. By my side, his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. Reavers, you're going to have to help me out here. I'm watching Channel 45, our station, right? Yes. Absolutely. Who are these ancient men calling this game? Well, Who's the guy in the middle? I I don't know who that well, is. Well, these are the these are the the pregame guys because that okay. was Joe Schmidt. I'm not sure who this guy is. But I think seeing one right guy now. is no is, Lou Nanny. Lou Nanny. Is that and, Lou Nanny in the middle? No. Who was that? Okay. That wasn't. That wasn't. Sidetrack the show. Lou Nanny, that looked like, that looked like Father Time. I'm like, God, it's a high school. No, no, right, no. Your speaker, your call's not on. You got to do it again. So it is Minnesota hockey. It was Minnesota hockey. Yeah, come on. Boy, the guy looked like he was 740. He made Joe Biden look young. So, Rob Harvard, if you'd like to direct that angry email, send that to Mike Fredoloni at fredolonis.com. Uh Anyway, <laughs> hi, Mike. How, How are you doing? You? I'm doing great, Rivers. How are you? Great. So what we do on this show, we have a lot of fun. We have some laughs. We talk a lot of beer. And we do so with our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. And, folks, if you are not familiar, then that's your fault, not ours, because they have not one but two of the best bottle shops in the Twin Cities. Hey, can we call it three now? We Is should okay? call it three. You're exactly right, Ryan. I mean, we do, we do have the web store now, and I, and I like to point that out because yep. it, for us it's new. One of, one of which, by the way, I have used just as much as I use the South Minneapolis location. Yeah. And you should, you know, I, I recommend everybody go download our app or you can visit us on the web at elevated.shop you know, through your mobile browser or through your desktop, whichever it may be. But our whole inventory is online now. You can peruse our selection. Remember, we're not just beer. We have wine. We have spirits. We have a lot of non-alcoholic items as well. They the even say, we got spirits. Yes, we do. We got spirits. How about that would be a great. I'd actually be pretty great. Cool. You can That's have good. that. Yeah. Yeah. We have spirits and wine, yes, we do. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, uh, check it out. The cool part about it is not only that you have access to our full inventory, but you also get delivery powered by Postmates. Uh, when you check out, you can select that if you're within, usually within the six ninety four four ninety four corridor, you're gonna get delivery access. It's super reasonable, especially considering the convenience. So uh, a utility app, right? It's one of those that you want on your phone. Go to your app store. Elevated beer is the way to find it. The easiest way. Download it. And uh, Reavers has your app. He has Uber. He has his Pornhub. He's got all of that stuff. Yeah. Wow. All those yeah. utility apps. Right what's in, in your uh, it was What's just, in your energy shake? That was shake, a good joke. I don't care what you bad. said. That was bad. <laughs> but and it's the same price as in the store. You never mentioned yeah, that. And and that's I think it's important deal. to point out. You know, there are there are other stores that do delivery <laughs> not nearly as quick as what we've set up, and not nearly as uh, fairly priced. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So good we don't we don't we don't mark up our pricing with our online uh presence it's it's the same as you're going to get when you're in the minneapolis store and i think it's really important to point out because so many places let's put it this way liquor delivery is still kind of the wild west right now especially when you talk about uh ordering online and there's not a lot of competition so Typically, you see prices about 20% higher. That's not the case at Elevated. So here's what I do want to point out, too, because uh, people that are familiar with your store know very well what I'm about to talk about. But I stopped in yesterday uh, to grab various supplies Mm -hmm. that I Mm -hmm. needed to get me through the uh, boys' high school hockey tournament. And I stop in, and you're greeted by staff that's not only friendly and loving and warm and everything else, 
but they're so knowledgeable. In fact, Jackie in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. she said, okay, no, you need to have this for Jess because she knows exactly sure. what my wife likes to drink. Yep, yep. And that's the kind of service you get when you walk into Elevated. Yeah, well, we take a lot of pride in that. And our staff is is everything, really. At yep. both stores, White Bear, too. I mean, the nice thing about uh, the, the crew is that they want to be there, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's important uh, for a lot of them. It's a second job or, you know, it's just it's a it's a it's a passion thing for them. So we we hold on to a lot of our staff. So mm-hmm. you're not going to see a lot of turnover like you do at a lot of liquor stores. You're going to see the same people. You're going to get those recommendations. You're going to build off of those. And I think that's really important in general, of course, just for uh, customer service. But. When you're trying to navigate the craft beer scene these days, you need that helping hand. You need someone who knows what they're talking about. So no doubt. Kudos to them. Absolutely. And elevated to BWS.com for more information. So one of the cool things that we do each and every week on this show is we highlight a really cool and unique brewery. And we're bringing back a familiar face to the show yeah, today. Yeah, we, you know, cool brewery. That's right. Finnegan's. I mean, we've got, we've got Jackie Berglund here. We've got head brewer Ryan Mim. Welcome, guys. It's good to have you back. It's that time of year. Oh, thank you so much. And we know that, you know, you guys are known for March, of course, uh, St. Patrick's Day and all of that. But holy cow, you guys have done a lot of innovating. You're not just the the Irish beer brewer anymore. Um, tell us a little bit about how that has developed over the years and, and, and the new brewery and, and what's going on right now with Finnegan's. Well, I'll open and then Ryan can talk about all the beers, but it's called hiring Ryan Mim <laughs> as a head brewer, I would say is how I'd answer that question. And Finnegan's, you know, we're, we're celebrating our 20th year anniversary. I don't know if you guys wow. know that. Um, wait, September wait, wait. 1st. 20th? I've been at this 20 years, guys. <laughs> Are you kidding? Yeah. 20 years. Wow. So show some love about that. Hey, That's a really long girl. time. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, it's been it's been a journey for sure and wow. didn't open our brewery until 2018, so the first time we started manufacturing our own beer. And so we had been kind of the one trick pony for 18 years and we had three different beers, I guess, the Blondale and the Dead Irish Poet and the Irish Amber. And since Ryan's been on board and he can tell you how many, you know, I think we've made almost 100 beers since you started with me. And you can get into the details, but we are a different brewery now. And I think most people don't really know just the expansiveness of our portfolio and our barrel-aged beer um, program and all those things that this guy's brought to the table. So, so. wait a minute, Jackie. What, what, let's let's talk about that. 20 yeah. years ago, what is the difference between then and now? Specifically? Well, I can specifically tell you there were less than five breweries when I started. <laughs> and I can tell you today there's more than 190. Wow. So let's start there. We're talking about OGs and beer royalty all the time. I mean, yeah. that's uh-huh. it. I yeah. mean, that, that's incredible. If I mean, you would, seriously, if you had asked me, I would have said, I think around 10. Yeah. So I, I I'm, so I apologize. I did yeah, not know no, that it's been and, 20. Yeah, no, and I think that is kind of the response. And when we started, um, you know, it was just a few of the big breweries. And the Brewers Guild meetings were five of us at a table. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not kidding. And it'd be like, okay, so guys, what are we doing for the Brewers Guild? Are we going to throw a big event? What are we going to do? And now you look at these, you know, they can't even invite all the breweries. You can only have one representative sure. come to these meetings because there's not room. I mean, it's just a totally different ballgame. What game. was your pre-life before you started? Because you weren't in the beer industry before beer, right? You said, hey, I want to do something philanthropic, and you came from what right, industry? Right. So my background was actually in international relations. I lived in France for seven years. I have a master's degree in international relations and diplomacy, and I was working with the OECD, the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development in Paris, France. Oh, wow. And so that's when Russia was breaking up in the 90s, and so that was my career. And what I learned um, after five years of doing that role, and I thought it was going to be my dream job, and I don't know if any of you guys ever 
had this happen. But I got to my dream job and I'm like, okay, guess what? This is like a government thing. It's a bureaucratic thing. And I didn't know I was an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So I kept wanting to change everything. Right, and so I no, kept no, wanting to go, can we do it like down, this? Slow down, Jackie. Slow down. Yeah. Is that what they were wanting <laughs> you know? to do? Oh, to everything. Yeah. It's like, can you no. please sit down? Ma'am, oh. could you sit down? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh. It's like, this is, this is going to kill me. Sure, it's, it's like killing my spirit. And so then I decided to um, move back. And Kieran, my good buddy, Kieran Foliard, you guys may all know him, yeah. of Two Gingers and the Kara Pubs. Um, he was opening the local. And uh, I needed to get back surgery. And he said, Jackie, come work with me. I'll get you health insurance. And you'll be my director of marketing. Wow. And so that's kind of how I landed in the pub business <laughs> to get back surgery. And I ended up having a blast opening the local. And I, I was pretty good at the job. And then that was where this whole beer thing kind of started. So it's, it's kind of an interesting path. If you look at my resume, it's like all over the place. You, so, you're super connected to, I'm sorry, no, to me, right you're super connected with like the people in business world. Because you've always, have you always had an advisory board? Because I know some people that were on your, Tom Whalen was on oh, your gosh, board. Oh gosh, yeah, so, Wheels. I mean, yeah, Wheels, do you, did you always have, did you go out and find like the movers in each industry and say, I want you to be part of this? Or how did that work? How did you meet Tom and how did that yeah, work? Yeah, I'm a big believer in laws of attraction. Mm-hmm. So I, I never went out and like recruited anybody. Okay. And it was people who were attracted to the brand, attracted to the mission, attracted to who we were mm-hmm. and said, Jackie, I love what you do. I want to be a part how of can it. I help? Yeah. You know, and then, you know, it's like, that's the right person. Sure. Right. And, you know, Wheels is one of those people, too. Mm-hmm. And so it's been people throughout the years. And then as we grow or as we've grown, then it's like people roll off and we get people that we need different skill sets. Mm-hmm. And it's just been super organic, sure. organic and authentic. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, that, well, I like organic. Yeah. That's organic. Kind of organic. I created my own word there. <laughs> she merged I was going to say gonna... organic and authentic. Yeah, and but I'm going to write that down really quick word. and I'm going to trademark that. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Wait, I might own that since <laughs> I got to say it. Finnegan's Brewing Company, the guest here on The Beer Show courtesy of Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. I want to circle back to something that you said earlier, Jackie, about uh, the whole idea of transitioning from one career path to another. Had you not have to have, had you not had to have back surgery, would you be here today? Likely not. Interesting. And so my three-level fusion was my gift. <laughs> and the nice titanium rod in my back, I guess, is also Thank a gift. Thank you, titanium rod. <laughs> Bless you, titanium right. rod. But it is interesting because all of us in one form or another, whether it's Mike or Ryan or myself, we all kind of, in some way, Forrest Gump our way to wherever we're at you know, in 2020. And I, I, I'm, I'm prime example of that, but that's why I thought was most interesting about your path and the fact that it wasn't planned, it wasn't desired, but ultimately it was what you were meant to do. Yeah. And isn't it funny? And and you guys probably know this too. It's, and I describe it as when your hair is on fire and you feel like it's not even work and you have such a passion around what it is. Mm-hmm. That's when I know that I'm in the right spot. Sure. And it's a feeling. It's a gut. It's a feeling. It's like, okay, I flip and love this. Mm-hmm. And you maybe have done a bunch of different things before that were super, super hard. And then you're working a dillion hours but you love it. And that happens. I don't think you can create that. I can't wait till that happens to me. Oh, quit. (laughs) Quit. (laughs) So Ryan, you, you come into this brewery, they have three mainstay beers that everybody knows, right? And you said, well, do I have freedom to do something else? I mean, how did that work? Cause that's kind of a interesting spot to come into. It was interesting. I mean, so it's been since, uh, September of 17 when I got hired and kind of, um, the idea before we got our own license because we were still brewed by Summit up mm. until January mm-hmm. of the 2018. Um, so it was still like, well, what do you want to do? And I thought, 
the biggest thing is also looking at Finnegan's portfolio is what it was before. All of a sudden, we're not going to make a splash and be like, oh, there's got to be a milkshake IPA. Sure. You know, you got to, it's actually, because I actually don't really want to make one of those either. But like, um, like, yeah. (laughs) But the whole idea is, is like taking kind of this like core of, you know, the easier drinking kind of portfolio, but also expanding that. Mm -hmm. So the one, I think the first thing I did say, I was like, we need an IPA. Like, we have to have an IPA. Mm -hmm. So I have this other one. I have this idea for one. So that's our, Cluster Truck IPA, which is really comet forward, so very grapefruity quality, a little bit of Amarillo to kind of bring out that pine and a little bit of dry hop of citrus. So it helped with that too. And then also I was like, what I really liked drinking when I first got into beer. So I've I'm forty years old now mm-hmm. and I've been a bartender from the age of nineteen to thirty. And then at thirty I started working at breweries. Oh wow. Um, so I'm 10 years in the industry, but it, me and my wife were actually talking about this. Later. I was like, 23 years, all I've done is alcohol mm. in theory. Um, <laughs> that's why you don't so, look a day over 50. That's man. right. That's right. Wow. I pickled it myself. It just enough. a joke. No one can tell. <laughs> they can't see me, right? Um, and so it's just like what I really liked Czech Pilsners. Mm-hmm. Like I really liked those a lot, like Czech Var and Pilsner Kell. So those are ones I was like, I wanted to approach that. So we did actually put out a Czech Pilsner and an IPA last year. Now, we had problems with the Czech Pilsner. Don't need to go into super detail, sure. but it just... Some don't work. Yeah. No. And that's just it. Mm-hmm. I, it. Pilsners and lagers, as much as I actually love brewing them and love drinking them, to the market themselves, if you put them out there, they don't really move right now. Mm-hmm. And I remember you coming on the show. It would have been around 2018, right, when the when, when the location was opened up. And I remember it kind of was that almost like the new facelift or the transformation of of Finnegan's itself. And I remember there being almost this renewed sense of energy and excitement around the brand. And obviously, with the new line of beers and everything else. And I, I, I remember that specifically when you came on the show and I thought, wow, this is this is really cool to see a brand that's been around for a while, but yet it, we got to reinvent. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to keep up if that's fair. Yeah. No, I mean, so at, at, I think at your peak, you did about 8000 barrels mm-hmm. um, and we've been going down. We're at about 5000. We've been at kind of like steady 5000 barrels for the last couple of years. Um, but it's also by making all these new beers takes away from the Irish Amber. Right. And, uh, um, gotcha. but that's fine. It's also a great beer to brew to make yeast, to make other sources, mm-hmm. to, you know, to make different beers. So it's, it's about approaching Finnegan's as the company that it was of having in theory, three beers, but it had two other ones as well. Hoppy shepherd and uh freckled rooster as well, but also kind of like breaking off on that. I also really like to make Belgian ales. So we do a lot of that at the tap room downtown as well. Um, but stouts as well. Like this time of year, we always have a dark week in January. So we always have like eight or nine stouts on tap at one time. <laughs> and I'm always like, I wonder when Jackie's going to be like, when are all these stouts yeah. going to be gone? <laughs> Why do we have so many it's stouts already on tap? started. I'm like, I'm counting tap lines. I'm looking yeah. at what's on. And I'm like, okay, I know what you're up to. We need yeah. to stop the madness on, yeah. the, on the tap handles. Get there. something fresh, yeah. squeezy tasting. Yes. Go ahead, Ryan. Oh no! Especially with this weather right now, too. It's like that. It's funny how that works. People start thinking spring a little bit, and they start they start moving on to the lighter beers, the more seasonal beers. But you guys have uh, the Blonde Ale too, Laker Blonde uh, collaboration with the Armory uh, venue. 
Talk about that. I mean, I feel like that one has really caught on. And I mean, is that is that starting to to become the leader of the pack now for you guys? Or how's that beer doing? Yeah, it's it is our fastest growing brand right now. And the thing I love about the Blonde Ale is that when I first came out with it, it it sold really really well. But then the blondes mm-hmm. ended up being seasonal, mm-hmm. and so it's like it wasn't a year round. And everybody's like, Jackie, it, you just can't make that a year round beer. And so I hibernated it, and I'm like, I'm not giving up on that beer. That sure. beer's got legs, and I think it's delicious. And then we ended up. When Ryan got on board making the Blonde Ale and working with the Armory, because they were looking for a Blonde Ale, and it is one of the top sellers there, too. I mean, the, the stuff is selling great. And so we're coming out with it now, and you guys are doing a great promotion, Ryan, with it at your stores. Yeah. Um, 12 ounce, 12 packs of the Blonde, which, you know, they're going to be cooler crushers. Yeah, we should talk about yeah. that. Cooler Finnegan, crushers. Finnegan's is Beer of the Month at Elevated, both stores this month, nice. throughout the month of March. Uh, 12 99 12 packs. For the core lines, so that includes Laker Blonde, that includes uh, the Irish Amber, and uh, the Dead Poet Stout. So, one of those deals that like you just, you don't see very frequently anymore. Twelve ninety nine for a twelve pack is is kind of becoming a thing of the past. Mm-hmm. We were talking about this in the green room. You just don't see it, and and so to get access to these beers at that price, I just feel like is one of those things where you you have to take advantage of it sure. while it's on. Especially yeah. with the, the holiday coming up, too. You know, let me quickly ask Ryan this. Have you put something on tap kind of experimentally, and has that turned into one of your go-forward big beers? I mean, have you ever just said, let's try this. I don't know what it's going to do. And you and Jackie sit down, and your tap room customers say, I want that every day in, day in, day out. Have you had that experience? Yeah, so far, I mean, I think the biggest one for us is actually Tile Factory. That mm-hmm. was, um, and what's funny is when, because we were brewing down Shakopee, we were, uh, for the last year, and then now we've moved everything to Minneapolis. So all of our beers, 80-barrel batches, are brewed in Minneapolis now, too. But batch number two that we brewed in Minneapolis was Tile Factory. Okay. Because it was an IPA I wanted to make. I really like Mosaic Sop, which I think everybody does mm-hmm. in theory, too. Guilty. IPA yeah. fa- fans, <laughs> yeah. you know? So I really like that. But I also, you know, it is it is about 97% Mosaic, but it's also got some Mandarina wow. Bavaria and some Cascade in there. So... Uh, but this kind of took off, and once we put this on tap, this hasn't. I think it was. Uh, I think we had sixty-eight of the last seventy-four weeks where this was the number one seller. Wow! Wow! And so it was just like because we kind of go through every single week to see how in the tap room what's selling. Sure. But this is the one that kind of took off, and there's there's one regular that we have at the bar. He's just like. Are you going to make anything that's better than Tile Factory? Because I'll just keep drinking this <laughs> every factory. until it's gone. Right. I was like, I was like, Tile Factory, just just keep drinking. Well, then that, will so. will Tile Factory one day uh, equal the the strength in cans as it does in the tap room? I mean, will we get to that, or is that now marketing and that's totally a different beast to sell? That's it in the a cans? different beast too, because once you go to the distributor too, I think the big thing for us to put this in a twelve pack, mm-hmm. and not many people are going to go spend twenty two dollars sure. on a twelve pack. That's a big thing is like the price of this beer comparatively some of what for us to produce. Sure. And so this is a twelve ninety nine six pack, which mm-hmm. I think is totally reasonable. Mosaic hops aren't yeah, cheap. right in line. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's you know, there's about five pounds per barrel of hops in wow. this beer. So it's not like it's not hoppy. Sure. Um so if we can make it cheaper, which isn't possible, that'd be mm-hmm. great. And then we could actually sell more of it. But um, buy cheaper water. I keep yeah. trying. You <laughs> get the bosses okay. <laughs> you know, with, some, with some of these beers, you almost want to charge a premium because I feel like that that consumer is sort of looking for that that higher price point. Twelve ninety nine for a six pack is pretty reasonable when you're seeing 
1799 four packs out there. I saw so. a 38.99 one the other well, there day. There you go. Uh, Finnegan's Brewing Company, the guest here on the beer show, courtesy of our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, and two tastings per usual. We call it the Double Beer Show featured tasting this Friday. That would be tomorrow, uh, for those of you listening to the radio, from 5 to 7 p.m. at the South Minneapolis location at Hiawatha and 42nd, and then this Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m. at the White Bear Lake store on Highway 61 and 4th Street in downtown White Bear Lake. And Ryan, rumor has it, at these tastings, you get to try Finnegan's for absolutely free. Nothing. Yeah, and then you get to buy it for twelve ninety nine. That's pack for amazing. It doesn't get better than that. Absolutely. So uh, I want to go back to Tile Factor because obviously you've piqued my interest because that's my favorite style. But you mentioned the percentage of sales uh, for Tile Factory in general. Do you equate that to kind of the trend of dorks like me that have fallen in love with the Mosaic Hop style of beer? Or is it kind of, you know, you guys have been around for now 20 years what what do you equate it to in general? Well, I mean, I, I think when you actually look at kind of like craft brew drinkers, right? Sure. 56% of those people want to drink an IPA. Yep. You know, I mean, that's just it. So, Mike, I mean, wait, wait. Mike, give me your theory. Go ahead, please. My theory is over I gotta the get years, this out of the way. I'd say, well, it's great. You have one, like, blueberry spider, uh, spunks and spice <laughs> thing, and then you have one IPA. Why don't you make 10 IPAs and just crush it because... Everyone says, oh, I got to try all 10 of your IPAs, but not everybody needs to drink a sour or a Goza or whatever all but these the, other let's, beers let's are. Let's be real. This this is not a theory any longer. <laughs> no, this is what people do. Yeah. And they, they and their sales are 10 times what they were because they made 10 IPAs. Right. You called this like five years ago. Seven years ago. Okay. <laughs> Before we even started this show. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you have how many IPAs do you guys have, for example? Uh, right now we have Five on tap. Okay. So, we I mean, have 17 tap lines. So five on tap. How many are you canning and where you can buy it at? Uh, uh, so we have the variety pack that's out as well. Right now we have an IPA variety pack. Oh, which, wow. Do a lot of people do that, Ryan? Is that a kind of thing? You know what? They should be doing more of it. And we do see it a little bit, but there's there's a few right now. And I think it's a trend that's going to continue because that's what people want. I mean, mm. maybe in the winter you throw in, you know, uh, uh, Irish something style light, or something like that. Thing. Like people want a little bit of malt, but for the most part they want IP. They want a variety of IPAs. Mm-hmm. So Jackie, aren't you glad that you didn't hire Mike Fratelloni to be your bar manager, your tapper <laughs> manager, because he'd say, oh, 17 tap lines, we're going to have 16 IPAs. Yeah, and, and guys, just to be super honest, I don't like IPAs. So <laughs> I, yeah, I don't at all, like at all. And so Ryan's like, I made this killer beer, you're going to hate it. And, you know, this is kind of our conversation. So I'm part of that, what'd you say, 56% where I'm the other. You're the 44%. Yeah, I'm on the other side okay. of that coin, but but, um, but, but you're I really, not the demographic going after those anyway, so it's fine, right? Yeah, you don't care. so it's it fine, but I, I think it's really important yeah. to offer a mix. So wait so. a minute, Jackie, then what is your favorite style of beer? Uh, you're looking at it I, right I here. I knew yeah. she and was so going to say that when I asked the question. The Irish Amber is our flagship beer, right. and this this is the workhorse of my company mm-hmm. for 12 years. Um, and so, and I think it's delicious and I, I love it and it's always, well, your beers are amazing, but I just, you know, this is like my heart one. It's my, you know, made my company work. And, right. and so many people said, Jackie, how did you grow a business on one brand? You know like, what it is? Nobody does that. Um, it was the first kid to call you mom. That's yeah. what the Irish Amber is. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Uh, it was your first baby. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. try to get my mind around that one. Okay, so that actually I'll, right, right, me out Chris, I'll, yeah. I'll try to get there. But, you know, you as a business owner, you can't... Um, we always hear this flight back to quality that Ryan says and a bunch of the other brewers say it that eventually someone comes back and has the Finnegan the Irish Amber because they, they know that beer and it's standard. But you don't want that to be your workhorse forever. 
You would love to reinvent with something that Ryan makes that, oh my gosh, now we came out with Tile Factory and Tile Factory is four times the sales. And then you'll say, oh my God, I love Tile Factory like my firstborn. And you won't even think about Irish Amber anymore eventually. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, Mike, I'm not going to go with you on that you don't one. Think so. I, I, it's not who I am, <laughs> yeah. but um, I like the story. Uh, but I'm never going to be an IPA gal. No. I think it, you know, 50, well, not that you have to drink 54 it years old. Wise. I got my palate down, but mm. I, I think I, I embrace all of his beers, and I think he's an amazing brewer. And what he's brought to the table and what he's brought um, to our business is amazing. Yeah. And we obviously need to innovate with the times, and I'm all about innovation. That's what we are all day long at Finnegan's. Mm. Um, but I, I just always am the, you know, I'm the underdog true blue on some of the beer things. It's just my own palate, really. Sure. Finnegan's Brewing Company, the guest, courtesy of Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. And now, Ryan, you're short on time, but our guests are going to stick around for the duration of the show. But one thing I wanted to ask you is with the competitive nature of shelf spacing in general and the fact that, you know, Finnegan's is kind of identified for 20 years now of being a local great craft brewery. What really stands out to you as a as a owner of a uh, retail? store for Finnegan's well I you know I think it's the ability to pivot right now and that you know Finnegan's has been known for you know the Irish Amber and and you know that that St. Patrick's Day vibe for a a really long time um and and has built that that bread and butter with that beer but now you know it's it's incredible to see not only just the the innovation that's coming with the beer styles you know you guys are are Doing a lot of it was it twenty beers this year? Twenty yeah. different beers? Twenty different beers for our twentieth year anniversary. Nice, but also, I mean, look at the look at the package now too, right? Yeah. I mean, the cans are incredible. I mean, you guys have the I mean, the, the Tile Factory label is one one of the most beautiful labels I think I've seen in in, in recent memory. It's, it's very, very cool. Uh, it really stands out nicely. So, really makes this brand pop in a way that it hadn't for a long time. And I think for a while there, it was really important to kind of stick to what worked. Um, but to have a combination of both right now is pretty incredible. And you guys have achieved, achieved something that's that's great. Thank you so much for that. And we are working very hard on the innovation side of business. As you guys know, I, I mentioned 190 breweries, right? So it is incredibly competitive out there. And we are so focused on innovating our portfolio and coming out with innovative beers. We do have one coming out this spring called Kick to the Herb that is made with <laughs> hemp seeds. Wow. So I want to throw that one out there. That's going to be a little innovative beer we got going. What style is that going to be? A pale ale. So it's a hemp pale ale because it's actually now a style. A hemp pale ale is uh, a wait 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 now no, you yeah. gotta you gotta pull back the curtain here. It's a what the hell pale. are you talking about? No, so you know there's the uh, Brewers Association, right? Yep. yep. They come out with new style guidelines every year, and then when once they said okay, hazy pale or hazy IPAs sure. are in, right? Sure. Hemp ale is also a style now. because I wow. this is the first time hearing of it. I know, and I, as the host of the beer show, I should know this kind of stuff. Well, I have no idea. But we've had other beers that used, um, uh, you know, not THC, but the hemp oil or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. so that's happened. Oh, well, yeah, we the, had that. In the state of Minnesota, it can't because we did one and it got pulled off the shelves in six days. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So was, what? So what? Fun. Now really? is, is the <laughs> guideline that was passed or whatever that allows you to make this? Style. It, it's through the TTB. So I mean, the you know, trade and tax bureau of for us to make alcohol Mm because i mean we Mm -hmm. make food but we also make alcohol at the same time right so we're part of kind of the part of agriculture ttb um they have a list of ingredients that are actually you can put into beer 
and something that had like, been approved by the state. And yeah. CBD gotcha. oil isn't is yet. not one of but them. But CBD oil was in that water from who was who made that water down in Fort Collins? Oh, uh, left hand. Was it left hand? It was and left hand. They can't sell that CBD water here yet, but that's right. coming, I think, soon too. Okay, and I think yeah. it depends on the state. So I went out to Washington State to visit a friend in Seattle last mm-hmm. summer. There was CBD, you know, seltzer water. Everything, there sure. was, it was everything. So mm-hmm. I think it's state regulated, but also, yeah, it's just the TTV pretty much was like, no, the feds kind of showed up and so, were like, okay. Quick question: yeah. How are these breweries getting away with putting breakfast cereal in their in their beers? I mean, are, is it is that a pr- on the approved list? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, maybe I don't know what else be, to answer but yes. that. Yes, yes, it is. Muselix Golden. Mm-hmm. That's a horrible <laughs> breakfast cereal. It was a joke, yeah, right? So yeah. delicious. I got it. Grape nuts IPA. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's absolutely do are it. Are you feeling irregular? But that's Have an interesting topic IPA. just to broach because obviously you 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 are very intelligent about this very topic. But there's obviously a growing demand for a product specifically just like this. Right, and so I mean it, it's. Also, it's, I think the best example is what we see of that style, like the hemp ale, is the hemperer from New Belgium. Yeah. You know, like they're using hemp seeds for their IPA. Okay. Um, and so we're also approaching it kind of like it's going to be pretty, what is they like to call, dank, mm-hmm. right? So with some like Chinook hops, but I'm also adding some citric character to it. But I'm also going to use some uh, local Mighty Axe hops as well. To kind of add that kind of quality. Can I give him? Can I give him a free one? Because I always come up with one great idea. Yes, you do. Kale ale. Kale's really popular. Sounds cool, right? Everyone wears that kale shirt. Kale ale. I'm writing that one. I'm going to make my own kale beer. If you all hate that, (laughs) good luck with that one. Go get them, Mike. Go get them. But I'm I'm generally curious because is the state, and I know that this is an entirely different can of worms to open. But is the state then worried that all of a sudden the floodgates will become open? Is that their apprehension to something like this? They just haven't changed the rules. Or is that okay? uh, CBD is. I think the biggest thing is the cannabinoids, right? Which is the THC that's still yep. in hemp. Like the good parts. You know, yeah. <laughs> but you have to have a certain amount um, for it to be legal. But putting the actual oil in, if it's a, like a full spectrum, it doesn't really work that way. So even dilution rate at which we had done, like we figured it out mathematically in the amount of barrels of beer and water and different mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like I think it had to be like 0.3 or lower yep, to be considered. Right. Okay. Uh, where it's not really going to do anything in the... THC side of things, sure. and with the dilution rate of the actual oil that we had from factory, and then also with the beer, it brought it down to like point zero zero six 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 three three, like all these numbers. And it was okay, like, okay, it's not really prevalent, but you can't use ingredients in your beer that the government says. No, don't put it in there. It's right. illegal. You know, like, that's a bad business mm-hmm. practice. Yeah. yeah. So, right. but I do. I just have to make one comment about that. When we rolled out the first ever CBD oil beer in Minnesota, which we did for the summer solstice mm-hmm. last year, there was a conference of national regulators for CBD oil and hemp farming, and they were all in town in Minneapolis. Well, we had them over to the Brewers Den, and they all were drinking this beer, just so everybody knows, <laughs> and there was a total of 125 that turned up, and um, the CEO of the company that provided the CBD oil gave a presentation, Ryan gave a presentation, and I was talking to these regulators, and I said, 
said, guys, am I going to get busted for this? I'm like, is this, get, you know, you guys are all here. You're drinking it. Right. And they said, Jackie, it, one lawyer said, Jackie, it's not FDA approved, so you're probably going to get in trouble. But he said, we're all here. We don't even know how to regulate it. Mm-hmm. And one gal from Tennessee said, you know, we had 20 farms. We now have over 2,000. Wow. And we don't even know how to manage wow. it. And I'm and I'm sure once that beer was all pulled from the shelves initially, I'm sure it all got dumped out, right? Yeah, it was <laughs> it was all internal. It was kegs. <laughs> but we made sure that we sold enough kegs to pay for the batch before we got busted. Which awesome. is, we didn't do any media really around it because Ryan, Ryan was so nervous. And he's like, Jackie, let's just pay for the beer. We're Please gonna, don't fire me. We're going to get busted. <laughs> and is, I'm it, like, is it better to ask for forgiveness than it is? Uh, there you go. I, I think it worked out great Bingo. and we will Bingo. forever be the first cbd oil beer in minnesota and ryan's been asked to be on panels at the u of m and different panels for being the first cbd oil beer in minnesota nice. all right finnegan's brewing company the guest here on the beer show courtesy of our friends from elevated beer wine and spirits and ryan you got to take off but uh two tastings this week and it's the double beer show featured tasting at both elevated locations sorry Two of the three elevated locations in South Minneapolis at Hiawatha and 42nd tomorrow from 5 to 7 and in White Bear Lake Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m. Come check out Finnegan's. Yeah, please come hang out. I mean, this is uh, this is always uh, a fun tasting with Finnegan's. There's so many things to try, things that maybe you haven't had yet or maybe some beers from them that you it's For been a while sure. since you've had. For so sure. come check it out. Uh, again, that Beer of the Month feature is on throughout the month of March, twelve ninety nine, twelve 12-packs and all the core brands. And uh, you can get that same pricing through our web store, uh, elevated.shop or download the app. And it is an absolutely slick app. And if you are within the 694, 494 loop, it makes absolutely 100% sense yeah. to download this app and have it delivered right to your door for, you know, for, through Postmates is what I'm trying yes. to say. Maybe eventually for free, but yeah. <laughs> I but didn't want to say that part because I didn't want to put you in that <laughs> okay, spot. Okay, so I just want to say a quick thank you to Please. Ryan for being such a huge supporter of our brand um, for quite some time now. Nice. And, you know, having retailers like this that are friends and partners is really super important, and we love doing business with you, and thank you so much. Thanks, Jackie. You guys make it easy. You really do. All right, so stick around. We're going to talk a little bit more with our friends from Finnegan's Brewing Company right after this. You're listening to The Beer Show live on Score North on 50. And of course, online we are score north percent donation model in the country, second to Newman's own. Are you kidding? No, we wow. are. Yes, it's amazing. And uh, we're going to hit two million in donations um, this year, which is oh, amazing for that you know. Awesome. I was a sole employee yeah. until 2012. Good for you, girl. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So and and we're all about alleviating hunger. Our mission at Finnegan's is turning beer into food, and so we partner <laughs> with the food bank in every state. We sell our beer in Minnesota. It's the food group, and we support their Harvest for the Hungry program, which is actually paying a dollar per pound for organic produce from local growers, and that organic produce goes to local food shelves. So folks that can't afford and, mm-hmm. and are experiencing food insecurity get organic produce, which there's no way they could afford. Sure. Um, and so now we're getting really healthy food to those in need, and we're also supporting the local growers at a dollar per pound. Mm, wow. So that's when you drink Finnegan's and you support our brand, that's what it is. And I think of that too when I see your beer on shelves when I go to Elevated. Her, her reverse food truck. Yeah, yeah the reverse well, food truck. That's where I was going no, next because I want, I want the story uh, to be retold. I'm impressed. I'm just going to say I'm impressed. But that is one of the things that really stands out to me as a, as just a consumer, not even necessarily as the host of this show. But that's one of the things that stands out to me in a company like Finnegan's that I'm more than willing to support. Well, thank you, Chris. And I I love that you appreciate that. And I do think with as as human beings, we're developing. And I think 
more and more people want to see meaning in their work. Mm-hmm. They care about the greater good, and we're definitely seeing that with the millennials. Sure. And so even though our brand has been around 20 years, I'm just going to say we were in front of the curve on that yeah. one. So let's let's talk about the food truck, but first I need to tell the story, and Jackie hates it that I bring it up every time she comes on the show. <laughs> I think it's actually every the time. The very first time that <laughs> Finnegan's was featured on the beer show, and I, folks, We've been doing this what, Mike? Seven years seven now. Years. Seven, years. seven years. Seven years. Oh, wow, you guys! Congrats. Well, and I'm only I'm only able to relate that because my memory is really bad. But it's because it started right after my oldest son was born, and so oh. I remember when you came on the show and you were so dedicated to coming onto this show. The food truck broke down, <laughs> and you said, bleep it, get me a tow truck, and haul this yeah, thing to Hubbard Broadcasting, because I have a radio interview to do, and that's why I've always been a fan of you, young lady. Well, thank you very much. I think that shows a bit of grit, <laughs> and I, I think I've shown that for 20 years now, so I guess we're in alignment over here. That have was- you ever thought about writing a book about this experience? You seem like you're the kind of person who would do that. Yeah, you know, a lot of people said that to me, and mm-hmm. honestly, I don't think I'm that person, or I just, I don't have it figured out. I mean, here's the thing, I'm still on the journey. Yeah, but I've read a lot of business books. A lot of people don't have it figured yeah, out, but they and, do quite well. I look, at those, I look at those, and I'm like, they don't have it figured yeah. out. I think if I ever, you know, did that, I'd want it, I'd, it would be in a space of wisdom sure. and a space of having been through the trenches and figured it out and survived. Um, and I'm not there. Don't you, uh, do you have this experience like I do? I, I'm, I'm a 50 or right, right around 50. And when I was 45, I thought, wow, I'm really good at business. And then when I was, well, actually when I was 35, I thought I was really good at business. And then when I was 40, I realized I really didn't know anything at 35. And then I got to 45 and I was like, well, I really didn't know anything at 40. And now that I'm 50, I'm like, I'm learning so many new things every day. Yeah. I'm finally getting to the point where I realize I don't really know much and I'm grabbing all this information from everybody. Are you at that spot too? Or is Yeah, that, I continue um, to be humbled on a daily basis mm, is what too. I can say. Yeah. And, you know, and, and technology's changed a lot. Mm-hmm. The world is changing. It's a lot more competitive and to stay fresh and stay innovative and to stay competitive it is you know as you know there's nothing easy about yeah, it but very few people can hold passion like you're holding yeah. for 20 years yeah. I and mean, that's really unheard of yeah and that is the organic piece i'm talking mm-hmm. about and that's the hair on fire piece i was talking about you can't fake that you can't will that you can't read that in a book you can't study that that's organic and that's innate, and and I've been very fortunate that I do have that. Sure, you either got it or don't. Yeah, yeah. I think you kind of, and if you don't have it, you might not be in the right, you know, mm-hmm. chair there. You might not be doing the right thing, and I think we're all here to do that for ourselves. And you know what? I'm just thinking about, you know, when you just brought that up, Michael, and I'm pretty sure that I peaked at 32. Yes. Yeah, and it's, it's pretty, <laughs> pretty much sure. all downhill since then. <laughs> oh, uh, that's come on. Oh, is, that, is that when you were on started, my talk? Is that when you were on my talk? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. We so, still go to events, and women will walk up to Reavers and say, I love you on my talk. And he's like, I haven't been yeah, on my talk been for been about 12 years. years. Yeah, <laughs> wow, you're legendary then. Oh, it's unbelievable, though. <laughs> wow. Hello. Wait till tomorrow morning. signatures. Wait till tomorrow morning. Oh, good. Uh, so I, I want to ask you something, and I, I tend to ask this for those that have been at it for longer than others. But if, I, if, if Marty McFly showed up and yeah. gave me the time machine, if I were to take that with you yeah. to go back to 2000, what would you tell Jackie in 2000 yeah. that you wish you would have known then that you know now? Would you play Johnny B. Good? I, yeah. <laughs> well, I, duh. I, yeah. <laughs> I just had to ask. <laughs> okay, that's But fun. serious question. I, I'm curious. Yeah, I think I would have, I didn't trust myself enough at the beginning. 
And, you know, I don't have any business background. I didn't, I have marketing 101 and starting a business was super scary. Mm-hmm. And I, I lacked confidence, I think. Really? Which then, Seems impossible, which it? then yeah. impacted my ability to take risks. Okay. And so that's why I was a full employee for 12 years and didn't take out any loans. I started with $500 in a bank mm-hmm. account. You know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't take any loans of any wow. investors. I was too scared. Sure. And so I think I would go back and go, Jackie, you've got a flipping great idea. You will work your tail off. You're never going to get up. Mm-hmm. You should go big. Yeah. And I, I think I would have done it different, mm-hmm. um, but still been the same me. Do you remember your first sales call or was it sold right to Karen's? Cause you had that relationship with yeah, Karen's. Yeah. I, oh, I remember all my sales calls okay. <laughs> and, and I didn't even know, I didn't know there was a keg deposit. I mean, I'll be honest. I sure. was there like, well, what's the keg deposit on your kegs? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'll have to get back to you on that. Yes. I'm not really quite I'm sure. Talk to management. I'm, sure, I'm not really sure what right that place. is. Yeah. I have no idea. I have what to it, call my boss. Hold what, on what one is second. What's the keg deposit? Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, it was just hilarious. And I would come in and I, I was at James Page at the time when I started brewing at James Page. And I had these clear bottles, no labels. And I, we, I'd make them myself and put the top on. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, you know, there's no labels. They're like, sure. okay, what exactly is in there? Yeah, can I legally drink this? I know. Yeah. It looked like as a bootlegger. And, and then I'd pour it in the glass and talk about it. And, you know, I just sold my, you know, just the passion of it. And it was so sweet that all the Irish pubs kind of took pity on me. And I think it was helpful that the local and Kieran's, you, you know, those contact. guys had it. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you go to the other Irish pubs, all well, the locals selling it. Like, mm-hmm. So there was established cre- credibility, so to Yeah, speak. that helps me. Yeah. I mean, I'm forever grateful for that because otherwise sure. I don't know, you know, how that would have gone for me. But yeah, it was just really me out every day. Pounding the pavement for years. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm impressed um, with that. That's a great story. Whenever we hear those first beer sale stories, we always go back to Omar's from Surly. Hauling it in a radio flyer wagon. Ha- hauled it yeah. into his first <laughs> thing. That got, the bartender opened the beer, drank it, and said, Ugh, good luck gross. with this. No one's going to buy this. And he's like, What? What have I done? You know, his yeah. whole business model. Oh, it makes money you go home and cry. It's oh, awful. he was just shocked. And luckily, luckily, his second call didn't go so bad, and his third call yeah. didn't go so bad. But just from that first one would be enough to make some people just stop right there and say, "That's it. That's it. I'm not going forward." So the perseverance is incredible. Congratulations! Yeah, to you. thank um, you. And yeah. it was yeah a lot of grit there for sure. Absolutely. All right. So Finnegan's Brewing Company, the guest here on the beer show, courtesy of our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine and Spirits, and the regular Double Beer Show featured tasting. So I want to transition back to the beer, and uh, Ryan. So mm-hmm. during the commercial break, I had a sip of. Uh, of Mike's portion of Tile Factory, and as a Mosaic IPA fan, wow, this is a great beer. Thanks. I, I, I. It's a great beer. I really like that beer. It actually surprises me sometimes. You know, like why? Why does it surprise you? Because I like IPAs a lot. I really do. I drink them often, but I also drink a lot of other stuff. But the when at home, like if I open a can and pour it into a glass. Just the aroma that you get off that beer mm-hmm. from all the different kind of citrus undertones with the... So we use a little cascade for dry hopping. Otherwise, it's a lot of mosaic, you know? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, But, like, you get that kind of, like, that peach, the tangerine, the uh, a little bit of, like, kind of, like, orange peel, kind of like that pith of an orange. Because when like, I'm tasting this, and I hope that this is perceived as a compliment because that's the way it's intended... When I taste this, I'm tasting citradelic. When I'm tasting this, I, it's on par with all of those great beers. Well, it, 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 I think the big thing is what we're kind of approaching too is with this, um, we mash in a little lower, so we try to dry the beer out as much as possible. Try yeah. to 
use get the yeast to actually do all the work so the hops shine through so you're not getting as much malt undertone so a lot of you know like some of the other some ipas you get maltiness right if it's a little bit bigger especially at seven percent too mm-hmm. you can get some malt but we want don't want much of that but we want more body to it so there is a little bit of malted red wheat in there too to actually add a little bit of body to it as well but we <coughs> sorry we try to get those as dry as possible, and we do on that one. We succeed yeah. to actually get it really, really dry, but then the hops really kind of, like, shine. And, like, it's so fun. Every single time we're, like, transferring that beer or getting it ready to can, if we're checking the carb on it, like, somebody would walk by and be like, oh, man, that smells so damn good. <laughs> but it, it just really does. It smells great, and I think that's the big thing. It's, like, IPAs are all about aroma and bitterness, too. I do tend to make my IPAs a little bit more bitter than what people are doing now. And I'm not, and I'll I'll be quite frank. I am not a fan of bitter beers. I, I and it's of not deep I, bitter beers. Yeah, yeah and I, I but I I love hoppy beers. But I'm so I'm I'm the prime example of why I, I'm a big fan. What's of What's the IBU beer. on that? That's actually paper? 75. 75. See? Oh, that's pretty high. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it I must mean, be nicely balanced. A good amount of you know, like first word hopping and also like you know bittering hops. So we got about three minutes to go here uh, before the show is over, but I want to hear more about some of the, the beers that you're now featuring uh, at uh, Finnegan's yeah. and some of the beers that we should be expecting here in the coming okay. weeks slash months. The one thing, as we have three minutes, I'm going to say it real quick. It is my wife's 41st birthday. Happy birthday, Aaron. So I have to do it. I told her. <laughs> Aaron, her we're not allowed to do a woman. Aaron, we're not allowed to do happy birthday yeah. shout-outs <laughs> on this show. You're an old lady for at least two months till I'm 41. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Happy um, birthday, Aaron. <laughs> but uh, so right now we're actually kind of gearing up for kind of like spring. We are a very minnesota is a very seasonal brewery like no beers. yes you know like <laughs> does it feel like winter's ending soon right right so um we're actually coming out with a new variety pack or we're starting called fan pack too i think this is gonna be our second one um so we're kind of taking what we did at the tap room and kind of put it into a can um so we're having our blood orange pilsner uh, which people really, really drink that one a lot. I was gonna say I haven't had it yet. Um, okay, it's it's had a couple different names. Um, Platform Pilsner was the first. Is the non IPA boss a fan of that one? Yes, I am a huge fan <laughs> of the <Blood laughs> Pilsner. Um, we're gonna have that one. Cluster Sharks can go in there too, which is our year round. It's been our year round since uh, January of eighteen. Uh, but we also have one called Black Current. So it's actually, um, it's like a. You can't say it's a sour. It's 33% sour. Okay. You know what I mean? So there's three batches. Sure. sure. 22 barrels are soured and sour kettled with lactobacillus. And the other two underneath it are not. Oh, wow. So it's like a tart ale. Hmm. So it's going to be tart. It's going to have a lower pH. It's going to be that. But we also threw in... Um, Who in God's name let you green light that project, <laughs> by the way? I, I did. She, I don't know. He asked himself. Uh, and that's then went awesome. Yeah. He kind of I mean, asked himself. I mean, I, I give Ryan really free reign, you know, being the like one to three, you know, trick pony over here. I'm like, dude, this is what you do. You're a chef. Go. Go. <laughs> he has very limited restraints. Sometimes yeah, that's I, awesome. the names I have to push back and go, yeah, yeah can't but do that. But she also hated Tile Factory at first, but then when she saw that label, she's like, that's I did amazing. love the name Tile Factory. I'm like, Ryan, I'm challenged there. And then when I saw the... The artwork. I'm like, okay, yes, I totally love know? this now. Yeah, I needed to see the artwork. It's actually you're, quite brilliant. No, you're sushering. Yeah. You got the initial no. I always get the initial no with him, and I say, no, we're going to do this. Okay, let's just try oh, to see what happens. Hard on that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> he really didn't give up on that one, and when he keeps pushing, I keep 
Okay, okay, yeah, better yeah. listen a little bit. Okay. All right, really quick, the 60 seconds. One, there's yep. also uh, 800 pounds of black currant puree in there as well. Really? Yeah, so that that one's going to be really, really interesting. It's actually Logan's, the other, my kind of like right-hand man, That's kind of was his idea too. We did a version of that with a whole bunch of wild stuff in barrels that we can't actually put into cans. That is crazy. I don't know if they'd explode or not. You know what I mean? Like there's <laughs> All right. So Ryan, Jackie, continued success and 20 more years and you guys always know that you have big friends here at the beer show. Oh, thank you awesome. so much. Absolutely. Chris and Mike, we love being on the show and we super appreciate you guys. You are 100% welcome. So uh, two tastings this weekend, as we mentioned, at Elevated, both locations in South Minneapolis and in White Bear Lake. Michael, thank you. Rivers, you're the best. If you missed any portion of the program, please do us a favor and check out the podcast that you can find online at scorenorth.com and also available on Podcast One. And please don't forget to rate and review the show. It helps others find it. For Mike Fredoloni, my name is Chris Reavers. We will talk to you again next Thursday night. Until then, cheers. Cheers.